Thanks so much, Kimmy. How's it, everybody? <clears throat> so, <laughs> um, just before I, I uh, begin uh, on these notes, I just want to say something. It's a little bit bassy. Can we just drop the bass a bit, if we can? Um, so, I'm standing there in worship, and I'm looking around. And for those of you who are here for the first time, welcome again. It's, it's really good to have you. But uh, Kirsty was on the keyboard for the first time this morning. <laughs> Amen. And then I see Terry's got her guitar out. See, you've dusted it off, eh? Feather duster, hey? Yeah, it's been chilling for a bit of time there. Guitar's here, right? Kimmy is emceeing or leading the meeting for the first time this morning. And I, you know, it's like, it's not about us. But the Lord uses people to build his kingdom, you know? And the Lord needs people. And I just look around and I think, oh, it takes courage. I've led a meeting. I've been on the worship team. I know what it takes to be there. And I just want to say, well done, guys. Really, well done. You have just, you know, your obedience to the Lord will bear fruit. And it already is. So I just want to say, well done. And, uh, yo, I don't know where that came from. But, like, yo, it's like... Just the Lord's given us all gifts, and we just need to trust him and use them, right? A gift used is a gift strengthened, right? What you don't use, you lose. Or it collects dust for somebody else to come and use it. Amen. But well done, guys. Well done, really. Good job. Um, so, yeah, what, what Kimmy was um, what Kimmy was opening with is we... we we're in a series coming out of Acts 2.42, which talks about the new believer's devotion to, to the Lord. And it speaks about um, they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching, which is the word of God. They devoted themselves to uh, sharing meals, to communion, to fellowship, and to prayer. And so this morning, I'm going to be speaking about, um, about prayer, and particularly personal prayer. So we're doing five weeks. We, we're talking about devotion to prayer, personal prayer, intercessory prayer, corporate prayer. And so I'm going to share on something that's very close to my heart because um, I believe the Lord wants us to have a relationship with him before we do anything else. Right? Um, I just want to just share this quickly. Uh, Grant, where's Grant? Grant, I just, um, I don't know you, but, but uh, <laughs> welcome. Uh, just at the, when you, when you came to order a coffee, I just, um, I felt, I don't know where you are with the Lord and your relationship or anything like that, but I just felt a sense of peace upon you, a patient heart and a peaceful heart and a gentle heart. And um, I just felt like the Lord is going to use that to transform those around you. You know, people come and they, they, it's in the rat race. It's the one who, you know, you burn everyone on your path to get ahead. But the Lord's going to use your gentle heart, your patient heart, to lead people and lead them into the inheritance. I don't know if that's in KZN or where that is, but I just feel like, you know, you've got this 
gentle spirit that the Lord will use to lead people forward. Amen. Um, yeah, so, so I want to start off with this. There's an there's a acronym, uh, the most common acronym for praying, for personal prayer. It's called ACTS. I don't know if you know it, but it's there, <laughs> okay? And it's, it goes like this. It's basically, it's a tool to help you pray sometimes. And it, it says adoration, confession, thanksgiving, and supplication. So if you've never prayed before, just do that. And so often we come in and we've got a list. Well, I come in. Here's my list. This is what I need. That's how I pray. Lord, help me with this. Lord, help me with this. Lord, help me with this. I've got a busy day. I've got this day. This is coming up. This is what's going to happen. This is this person. This is that thing. Help me, help me, help me, help me, help me. Help me. Please help me, Lord. <laughs> and the Lord loves to help us. And we're going to read some Psalms just now. Give me, I think, will you get a timer? Just give me about two and a half hours. Should be okay there. All right. Um, <laughs> um, and um, you see, if you look at that acronym, adoration, right? It's just adoring God. Being in awe of who he is, right? Just being in awe of who God is. And if you say, I don't know the Lord, read the Bible. You say, I don't know the Father. Look at the stories of Jesus. The Bible will show you who God is. And then the C is confession. Confess your sins to God. Right? Confess your sins. Just be honest with Him. Okay? Thanksgiving. Be grateful. Right? Just be grateful. Be grateful for what you have. And then the S, supplication, or what we call supply needs. Then ask. So, of course, God wants to give us things. But let me, let me just say this. So, for those of you who don't know, I'm married to my beautiful wife, Rosie. <laughs> we have a little boy, Benicio. He's two today. So, yeah, <laughs> he's already two, guys. So, yeah, he's... Uh, we rebuke that, bruh. <laughs> Uh, there's got to be another acronym for twos there. Um, but yeah, it's two, and um, there are terrific twos. Let's, let's, um, and so, so I want to paint you a picture. I come home. I see Rosie. I walk in there. I say, babe, this is what we need. I need you to help me with this. I need you to please help me with this. I need you to please fetch Benicio today. I need you to please uh, go and load some stuff from the hardware. I need you to please give me a, a nice meal that's going to give me energy to please, please, please. And she'll do it because she loves me and I love her. And she, it's, a, it's, it's sometimes you have to just ask for help. But then I don't check. I don't check how was her day. I don't say, hey, babe, how are you doing? How's it going? What do you think? What do you think? Now, we're talking about prayer in the secret place. Now, me and Rosie, we've got a secret place where nobody else can enter and it's me and my wife and we're talking and we're spending time together and we're just chatting and um, those are the intimate moments that I pour out my heart to her and she pours out her heart to me 
And when I come in, not with a list, but I just want to come and check how she's doing. When last did you ask God, how are you doing? <laughs> and I just, I believe the Lord wants us to go deeper into a relationship with him so that we can be the light to the world. And you know what it is? It's like this. I come home. I say, babe, thank you so much. Thank you for organizing Benicio's party. I know I haven't been there because I've been busy at at work. You organized everything. Thank you so much. Thank you, Lord, for organizing all of this while I've been. And you're just thanking him. You're not asking. See, there's a story. Well, there's a story. It's my story. It goes like this. When you first fall in love, I get a message. Uh, by the way, in December, we're going to Cape Town. And, uh, or we're going on holiday. We're going down to Cape Town. First thing I do. Okay, let me check the flights to Cape Town. What's happening? My, my beloved is going to Cape Town. And I don't want to be here without her. So I find out where's, what, what's the accommodation, how much is it. I don't care, but I just want to be there. You know what I mean? And I, and, and I think when you first fall in love with someone, you'll do anything to spend time with them. And then you become familiar. Hey? You traveled halfway around the world to be here, but because you're in love. You're in love. That's right. And that's how it must be. And sometimes you just go into the room and it's not about a list of things. And when it becomes like that, check yourself. Because if you're coming in to sort out stuff all the time, just check that. Because sometimes it's just, hey, how was your day? Hang out with God. So you phone up a friend, hey, can we hang out? Can we chill? Not Netflix and chill. Can we just chill? Okay. You find them up. Yes. Okay. When are you available? 2 p.m. Friday. For how long? This much. Cool. I'll see you there. You don't go with all your other stuff to the person. Because that's not going to be like a chill session. It's going to be a therapy session. Which it can be. But first you hang out and you talk, and then you spend some time. You find, hey, how's it going? How are you doing? And you spend the time first. Hey, you know what? Thank you. You helped my sister the other day to do this. Thanks so much. Hey, can I ask you for this? And I just want to say, in that acronym, and then we're moving on, three of the things are adoring, confessing, and thanking. Only one, 25%. Is asking. Because the Bible tells us, don't worry, for your father already knows what you need. You, you worry for five minutes, you've wasted five. You know what I'm saying? Because you can do nothing. But you can just pray and say, Lord, I know you already know. So, one thing I want to say, and, don't, and, and in this relationship kind of you see, I've got to fly to Cape Town to be with Rosie when she's on holiday. This was before we were married. Now she's, we're always on holiday. But God always has our attention. 
You don't have to fly anywhere. You don't have to go anywhere to be with him. But he needs to get your attention. And you, I, I feel like we're going into a season where we need to remove distractions so we can go into the fullness of what God has for us. See, God is always speaking. We're just not, we're hearing. We're hearing. But in the Bible, there's a word called obedience. It says you can hear, but not listen. You have ears, but you're not listening, and you're not obeying. So sometimes, like Benicio's walking around, and he's just talking. He's just talking. He doesn't stop talking, you know? Just talking, 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 talking. And I'm listening, but he's just getting his words out. And then he says, Daddy? And then I look, and I bend down, and I say, Yes, my boy. And then he asks me, it's just, I feel it's the same thing with the Lord. If you talk, he talk, he talk, he talk. He's listening, but he's like, okay, get to the real stuff now, okay? Okay, then you get there, and then he's like, okay, now let's sort this thing out. And prayer for me, prayer is just talking to God. Jeremiah 33.3, call on the Lord, God's phone number. That's his number. Just call him. And he'll answer. So how's this? God is always there and ready to listen. He's always there. He's always speaking. He's, he's, God is God. He's not a person that needs an appointment. But you, us, myself at least, we need to make a time outside of the hustle and bustle and make an appointment to meet with God. So, in Matthew 6, it says this. Matthew 6, verse 5. When you pray, don't be like the hypocrites, who love to pray publicly on the street corners and in the synagogues where everyone can see them. Now, we're not talking about corporate prayer. We're talking about someone who's praying to be seen. I tell you the truth, that is all the reward that they will get. But when you pray, go away by yourself, shut the door behind you, and pray to your Father in private. I'm also, I'm not talking about family prayer. Pray as a family, pray as a church, pray as a boss with your employees, pray as a group of friends, pray as a life group. But I'm talking about personal prayer. When you're going in there and you're saying, Lord, only you know this thing. Everyone thinks this, but you know the real truth here. Lord, I'm scared. For real. Go and pray to your father in private. Then your father, who sees everything, will reward you openly. How's this? When you pray, don't babble on and on like the Gentiles do. They think their prayers are answered merely by repeating their words again and again. So God knows everything. He sees everything. One prayer is enough. But then we're going to read just now about persistent prayer. Because <laughs> sometimes God has had enough and you've got to just remind him. And we're going to share that just now. How's this? Don't be like them, for your father knows exactly what you need, even before 
you ask him. Pray like this. So if you say, I don't know how to pray. Never prayed in my life. I can't, you know, like, I don't actually know how to pray right. He has, a, he has the model of what Jesus says, right? Imagine you go in there into your place where you pray, the secret place, and you pray this. Just, just listen to what I'm about to say. Our Father in heaven, you could say the creator of the universe, the God above all gods, the name above all names, the greatest above all greatness. May your name be kept holy. Not our Father in heaven, can you help me? May your name be kept holy. May your kingdom come soon. May your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Then, he, then here you ask, give us today the food we need and forgive me of my sins as we forgive those who sin against us. And don't let us yield to temptation, but rescue us from the evil one. And that's the prayer. That's what Jesus says. Hey, honor the Lord, adore him, keep his name holy, ask him for his kingdom to come soon, that his will would be done here, give us the food and forgive us of our sins. And keep me from temptation. Because you know, the temptation is strong. And so here we go. And then he, he ends with this. If you forgive those who sin against you, your heavenly Father will forgive you. But if you refuse to forgive others, your Father will not forgive your sins. So if you're coming in there and you're saying, Lord, forgive me, but that oak, he's, he's out of here. I'll never forgive this oak. Look at what he did to me. He destroyed me. She destroyed me. Now you're asking for forgiveness, but you can't forgive. So, God, so Jesus says, be forgiving. Forgive those who have hurt you. Forgive God. Forgive the whole situation. Release it. Bitterness doesn't work in the prayer room. Doesn't work. Me and Rosie have a fight. Yes, we fight. <laughs> About only twice a month, eh, babe? <laughs> Got it down to one sometimes. <laughs> we fight. I go in there, slam the door. I close it softly because Benicio's sleeping. <laughs> I don't want to wake him up. And I'm like, ah, oh, Lord. Nothing. Crickets. Nothing. Can't feel the Lord, can't hear from the Lord, can't pray, can't do anything, can't prepare, can't think about my work. I'm just like, ah, I'm cross. 45 minutes, two hours. Can't pray, can't even do anything. I walk outside. Babe, I'm sorry. <laughs> and then I walk back. <laughs> now I go to her nicely and I just say, look, babe, I'm sorry, honestly. I'm still just trying to sort this thing out, but I'm sorry. Go back in there. It's like, ah, the dove has descended. The Holy Spirit is in the room. And 
sometimes we can't pray with a bitter heart. Sometimes you can't get forgiveness and you just have to go in there and you have to say, Lord, I've spoken to this person. It's not going to work out. They don't want to, you know, we can't resolve this issue. And you've done your bit. You've asked for forgiveness. They might not forgive you. You can enter. Now, how's this? I just want to talk to you about the secret place because I believe the Lord wants us to go deeper with him before we go deep. See, it starts personal prayer. If you can't get it right here, you can't get it right in a corporate prayer meeting. You can't get it right. If you're not praying alone, I think you're going to struggle to pray with your family. You're going to struggle to pray with your mates. And you're going to struggle to pray with your employees. So, there's a place called the secret place. The booth, if you like to call it. Seen those phone booths, those red ones in the UK. There's a massive noise. Buses, taxi, this, that, this thing. Big Ben clock is ticking over. Bing. You walk into that booth, you close the door. You hear nothing. You can make the call. Hello? Person can hear you perfectly. There's no noise. There's no background noise. In Russia, that's called a postinia. Am I right, Mr. Henning? A postinia. It's called a booth. It's called a place, the desert place. And um, there's this lady who, who, she wrote this book called Postinia. Catherine, Catherine Doherty says this, What can help modern man find the answers to his own mystery? So what can help modern man find the answers to his own mystery and the mystery of him in whose image he is created is silence and solitude. In a word, the desert place. Modern man or woman needs these things more than the men of old. See, as we become more civilized, more tech, more, the world is more and more and more. Back then, it was a shepherd's staff, a couple of sheep, and a gate, and some robbers, and a wolf. And then as the years go by, it's the thing. Now it's carts, oxen, cars, petrol, gas, ESCOM. Thingy. As we advance, more and the more you grow, the more you have to add to keep that thing sustained. So the more we advance as people, the more things come to take our attention. And so the Lord says, have a place. Go into your room and speak to me. Do we have that picture? I don't know if we... Um, Marky Mark... I don't know if you can see that clearly, but that is probably the ugliest looking desk on the planet. <laughs> it was a wooden desk and then it got painted green. Okay? That, well, not anymore. Now I've got a new desk. The Lord has upgraded me. But that is my secret place. I come in there, I listen to worship, I put on headphones. I block out the world because the alarm's going off, the neighbor's alarm, the rubbish. I'm a, I cannot work with distraction because I get distracted very easily. Some guys, they're prepping and praying in the coffee shop. That's fine. 
all power to you, but I can't do that. I just can't. I just, too many things going on. And so I walk in there, put on my headphones, close the door, and there I am. Now, I want to tell you a story. At that desk, I um, I think it was two, a couple of years ago, I was involved in drugs, involved in selling, doing all these things, treating people horribly, doing all these things. I was not a good person, treated my family terribly. My life was, it was the end of the road. Couldn't take another hour. Couldn't even take another 10 minutes. I was like, if this is the end for me. Owed people money, was in big trouble. People were coming. If we see you, it's over. At that desk, never met the Lord. Never gave my life to Christ. Wasn't full of the Spirit. Never, I mean, I, read, I knew some stories about Joseph and the, rain, and the technicolor grain coat and the, the ark brings the rainbow. Like I knew the kids' stories, but I didn't know the Lord. And so I come to the desk. I'm sitting there. And I say, if you out there change my life. Now, I don't have time to show you pictures and all of that, but I was in a bad way. And the Lord transformed my life like this. Done. Was able to quit. Done. Find a job. Changed my heart. Started phoning my parents. I'm sorry for what I've done. Transformation. There's no greater miracle than a transformed life. Because that person's soul is going to eternity with God. Healing is great. All the other miracles are great. But a transformed soul from the kingdom of darkness to the kingdom of light, there's no greater miracle. And so I want to read you a story, and then we're going to close. First, I'll start with Psalm 116, and then we're going to read the story of the tax collector. Psalm 116 verse 2 says this, Because he has inclined his ear to me, Therefore, I shall call upon him as long as I live. That day I sat at that desk. Only I'll ever know the power of that prayer in its fullness. Only I will ever know that pain that I was going through. And it blows all your religious theology out that you have to be like this. You have to be like that. You have to be. No, you don't. You need a sincere, repentant heart. And the Lord says, no problem. Because he has inclined his ear to me. Other translation says, because he bends down to listen to me. Who am I that God, the creator of the universe, would bend and say yes? How's this? And go with me to Luke, 5, Luke 11, verse 9. It's called the parable of the Pharisee and the tax collector. Then Jesus told this story to some who had great confidence in their own righteousness and scorned everyone else. Two men went to the temple to pray. One was a Pharisee and the other was a despised tax collector. So one was a pastor, the other guy was from SARS. Okay? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. 
But that's what it's saying. Two men went to the temple to pray. The Pharisee stood by himself and prayed this prayer. I thank you, God, that I'm not like other people. I don't cheat, I don't sin, and I don't commit adultery. I'm certainly certainly not like the tax collector. I fast twice a week, and I give you a tenth of my income. All good things that God says we should do. Of course, don't cheat. Don't cheat people. Don't sin. You fast. There's power in fasting. And tithe. But the tax collector stood at a distance and dared not even lift his eyes to heaven, humbling himself as he prayed. Instead, he beat his chest in sorrow. Imagine imagine being in so much pain that you're beating your chest. Like, just paint the picture in your head. Oh God, be merciful to me, for I am a sinner. I tell you, Jesus speaking, the sinner, not the Pharisee, returned home justified before God that day. For those who exalt themselves will be humbled, and those who humble themselves will be exalted. Scriptures, Luke 11, from verse 9, I think. That's what I've got here. But it's the parable of the Pharisee and the tax collector. And I want to close with with a couple of things, and then we're going to pray. I mean, this guy, when he comes in there, he's too proud. He thinks he's above everyone else. He doesn't do all these things, sins. Well, at least he thinks he doesn't. He fasts twice a week. He tithes 10%. Yet all those things wasn't enough to make him justified in front of the Father. The other guy comes in there, humble. He's in sorrow. He's in pain. He's asking for mercy. He's confessing his sin. Guess what? In that prayer, he asked for nothing except for forgiveness. And yet he leaves justified before the Savior of the universe. And in that place, I'm sure, you know, you know, there's that, have you ever felt when someone says, no worries, I forgive you? Or you walk in and you think, mm, I owe this cash, I owe this money here. You owe someone money. And they say, don't worry, keep it. Yes. <laughs> and you're like, this, this weight is lifted off of your shoulders when somebody forgives you. Imagine how this man felt when the Lord forgave him. And then he walks out of that prayer room and he's got the power to take on whatever. And so I believe in that place of just confessing our sins, thanking the Lord, adoring the Lord, ask him, of course you must ask him to supply our needs, but that's not the goal. The goal is to know our Father more and more and more. The reason why I sit with Rosie alone and talk to her is not so she can make another meal it's not so she can help me with something so that I can get to know her better and so that we can our relationship can become better and better and better and better in God together and so 
I want to close with this. And then we're going to pray. Then teaching them more about prayer, he used this story. This is out of... um, This is out of Matthew 6. Then teaching them more and more about prayer, he used this story. Suppose you went to a friend's house at midnight wanting to borrow three loaves of bread. You say to him, a friend of mine has just arrived for a visit and I have nothing for him to eat. And suppose he calls out from his bedroom, don't bother me. The door is locked for the night and my family and I are all in bed. I can't help you. But I tell you this, though he won't do it for the friendship's sake, if you keep knocking long enough, he will get up and give you whatever you need because of your shameless persistence. It's like when someone's nagging you, you're like, okay, just give them what they want. God is obviously not, but it's a teaching about prayer. It says, and so I tell you, keep on asking and you will receive what you ask for. Keep on seeking, and you will find. You know, there's a story where Moses stands in front of God, and he says, please, don't wipe the people out. God said, I made up my mind, I'm wiping them out. Moses stands there, says, please don't. He prays for the people. That prayer changed God's mind. I don't know how it works. I'll study it. But that prayer changed God's mind. Do we have the faith that our prayers can change the outcome of this planet? Praying for someone can transform their life. Praying for your wife can transform her. Praying for your husband. Wives, pray for your husband. Yes. It's not only, we also need your prayers. Pray for your husband. He's under the pump. And I close here. Everyone who seeks finds and everyone who knocks the door will be opened and we often think I've been knocking on God's door for a long time which is right he's God we can knock on his door but in Revelation it says I've been knocking at your door at the door of your heart And if you open the door, I will come in and sup with you, have dinner with you. And it says there, we will share a meal together as friends. Can we stand? Can we bow our heads? Lord Jesus, this morning I just want to pray. for two things the first thing I want to pray for is if you've been knocking on God's door for something, for someone, for healing, 
for a job, for a family member. You've just been asking and asking and asking and asking. And that thing hasn't come to pass. I want to ask everyone's heads about if that's you, will you raise your hand in faith? If you've been knocking on the door and you want the Lord to release that thing to you this morning, it says persist, your persistence, the person got that loaf of bread. If that's you, would you raise your hand? There's faith in the room. Lord, I just want to pray for those whose hands are raised this morning that have been trusting you for such a long time for a release of something, Lord. Lord, you know, you see in their hearts, you know exactly what that thing is. They know exactly what that thing is. And Lord, I pray as we stand here this morning together, I ask and pray that you would release that thing to them this morning, that you would bring life, that you would transform the situation for them this morning, that as they've been knocking and knocking, that today, right now, you would open the door and give them that. I ask in Jesus' name. Amen. The second thing I want to pray for, keep our, eyes, our heads bowed. If you hear this morning and you know God has, the Lord has been knocking on the door of your heart. He's been saying, I'm standing outside and you're not letting me in. Gently, doesn't force his way in. And you can feel and you know you need to open your, the door of your heart to Jesus Christ this morning, to the Lord. If that's you, would you raise your hand? And I want to pray a prayer. If you've never met the Lord or if you've just been far and you just want to open your heart to the Lord again, you want to recommit to the Lord. Your heart is been closed off to him if that's you would you raise your hand I want to pray with you Lord Jesus I just want to pray for all of us in this moment for those who maybe have heard you knocking but haven't opened up to you, Lord. Lord, I pray that we would open that door wide to you, Lord, and let you in to our lives, to our hearts, to our families, to the things we're going through, Lord. Lord, I want to pray for all of us as a church. Lord, I ask that you would help us on this prayer journey as we learn more about you, as we learn more about praying, as we learn more about communion with you, Lord, spending time with you. Not always asking, but just those moments. Lord, I ask that you would help us to 
build that place, to make a place where we can meet with you, Lord. If we have to build a shed in our garden, so be it, Lord. But give us that, um, give us that faith to make a time and a place to meet with you, Lord. Father, I want to pray that you would make this church a, a, a church that has faith in prayer, that believes in the power of prayer, that believes that prayers still work today, Lord Jesus. Lord, I pray that the prayers, play, play, that the prayers prayed in this place this morning would bring much fruit, Lord, that we would hear testimonies of those that came before you this morning and you transformed their lives in an instant. Lord, I ask that your power would come upon all of us going forward this week throughout this series as we learn more about you. Teach us. Show us. And most of all, be with us, I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks, Kimmy.